Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Green Pole Podcast. I'm Dan Crawford. And on this group therapy session, for which you won't be charged an extortionate amount of money, we're going to look back at the agony of another defeat, this time at the hands of Tottenham Hotspur, and more specifically, Harry Kane, joining me to go through all the angst and plot a way forward towards Saturday's FA Cup fourth round. Meeting with Sunderland is Kieran Thibault. Kieran, how are you, my friend? I'm I'm a bit depressed, but I'm good, thank you. Um, the pain seems to have eased off a little bit now, but yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm glad it's gone for somebody because it's still very raw around here. Um, yeah, I mean another another top five club, so you, you can't really make any excuses there. Just got to kind of accept it and move on. Um, and yeah, we're already over exceed, exceeding expectations, so can't really. Can't really complain too much. Yeah, that's a positive spin that Alistair Campbell would be proud of. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I would just say, you know, rather like our game against the sanctioned mob from the other part of SW6, this seemed like a really good opportunity to to put Tottenham to the sword. And on another night, we may well have done it, but we mm. fell just a little bit short. And it is a measure of our our progress that that we're sort of disappointed with not beating Tottenham, no? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it definitely shows how far we've come, um, feeling depressed after losing to a team which we would have initially probably lost to anyway. Um, yeah, I think it's just, um, it's, it's obviously another narrow defeat, um, obviously against, we've already played each of the top five clubs once and we've, we've narrowly defeat, lost to all of them. Um, before, apart from Newcastle, but I think this time round we definitely showed defensive improvements from our last game against them. Um, and I think for the first for the first about 40, 45, no forty three forty three ish minutes, we were we were up doing really well. We were pinning them back, and we were making making lots of chances, which we just simply couldn't couldn't like take, unfortunately. Um, yeah, obviously... it felt like sorry, go on. Uh, obviously, Harry Kane put did what he does best, and uh, clinical moment. We gave him a bit of a lapse in com- concentration from our our defence, and he just slotted it home. Fair play to him, good finish. Um, and I think second half, I think we were just we we needed to come back and fight, and I don't. I, I think we just fell short and looked a little bit tired. Um, and we we just um saw the game out. Thankfully, not conceding anymore. But again, that does show how how hard our defence was working and how well we've done improving since um, the World Cup. Yeah, I feel like you touched on a couple of points there that that bear sort of further examination. I mean, firstly, um, Harry Kane is world-class and there can be no doubt about that. He likes scoring against Fulham. Um, I think that's five in... I think that's six in eight now um, against Fulham. And it was a really good goal. Um in fairness, uh, it, it definitely... He also seemed to, and he did this in the first game at uh, their place, he seemed to fancy taking on Tim Ream. And he might be the first centre-forward who's made Tim Ream look 35 years old this season. Yeah. I'm not talking about in terms of like Ream's overall defensive play, because I, I still thought he was excellent. But he definitely turned away from Ream very sharply thought that yard of space whether we should have stood off him as much 
in that position um, is one thing. And, yeah, it was just frustrating because, like you said, we we dominate. I, I, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say we dominated what went before, no? Yeah. Oh no, no exaggeration. I think we were we were on we were the better team, and I think I think many, pretty much everyone would agree we were we were on the front foot right from the off, and I think I think we just fell short um, ahead of the um, ahead of the interval at half time, um, and then obviously I think the goal kind of killed killed our confidence. Um, if we it came at the wrong time, I think if we got to half time nil nil, we would have we would have probably. Um, gone back out fighting and stepped up a level in the second half, but I think the goal kind of at that pivotal moment kind of just sunk us a little bit. Yeah, I think after the goal we got Catanaccio'd a little bit. You know, Conte put a lot of players behind the ball. Tottenham could have scored again in the second half. As one terrific save was it from Kane? Where... Yeah, it was, a, it was a point blank header from Kane, and I think that's one of the saves of the season. I saw I'm seeing from um, Burnt Leno, so huge credit to him. He makes a great save. I think it's Ben Davis who heads it or, or knocks it across the goal. And Kane is there and you just think that's 2-0. And Leno bails us out, as he has done quite a lot this season. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of how we played, um, it, again, Silver's team selection, fairly predictable. You mentioned we looked a bit leggy and... <sighs> It's ironic that Roy Hodgson, God bless Roy Hodgson, bow down before him, was on the pitch <laughs> at half time um, to collect his forever Fulham award. It's one of the moments of the season for me, seeing the whole ground rise to Roy Hodgson, and he got quite emotional. An honourable um, moment. What well, was a lovely, lovely, warm moment for him. Um, but it's ironic because at the start of Roy Hodgson's tenure as Fulham manager, and indeed even way through that season where we finished. Seventh, there are people criticising him for being sort of too slow to change things mm. when we were either behind or, or level in games. And I've seen some criticism levelled at, at Silver today for not utilising his bench either quickly enough or or in full. You know, I'm sure he is aware that we can make five substitutions. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> but they uh, they didn't appear... And I just felt you needed a bit more energy, a bit more spark mm. earlier in that second half. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, but at the same time, we Silver has ninety nine point nine percent of the time time got it right. Um, and of course, we we're not going to win them all, and we need to accept that we're not going to win them all. Yes, we, it's it's amazing winning winning games on the bounce. Um, it gives us lots of confidence and the fans absolutely love it. But at the same time, we need to also have in the back of our minds that we're still Fulham and we're still not expected to be in this position. And the fact that Marco has has worked his magic for one half of the season already just shows that we need to, after even after two, two maybe more poorer games, um, one which we could have easily drawn if if the um, penalty was dispatched without two, two legs. Um I think I think Silver still should be criticised as much as he was. Yes, it would have been good to have a bit more energy on the pitch. Maybe subbing on um, Solomon and um, Kearney maybe like 10, 15 minutes earlier. Um, but at the same time, we can't criticise him too much because he, he knows what game plan he wanted. Um, and though he... I don't, I don't, he tried ex, ex, executing it and I don't think it paid off this time. 
Um, but I'm not going to criticise him too much. Oh, no, look, I mean, uh, but I do think that I would come back slightly on one of your earlier points, you know, the sort of little old Fulham, we're, we're happy to be here, we're doing really well. I, I know the players don't think like that and the management doesn't think like that. Um, but we can't be glad to be here or in the in the in the shake up in European places, or we'll just be too deferential to teams like Tottenham. The surprising thing was I thought Tottenham looked like a team, a club that had spent a lot of money and looked very average. Like it wasn't enjoyable to watch Tottenham play football. Um there was a lot of time wasting and a lot of cynicism and a yeah. distinct and a distinct lack of quality. And that sort of added to my angst at not being able to get anything from the game because over a period of time, they've assembled an expensively, an expensive squad. And it doesn't exactly set your pulses racing. I mean, I wouldn't be rushing to buy a season ticket to watch Tottenham for many reasons, but certainly not on the basis of that performance. Yeah, I think many Spurs fans would probably agree that it wasn't their best performance either, but they managed to... I have to grind out a scrappy win. Yeah, um, now I do. I do have to talk to you about. Um, do we need to form a protection racket to keep Kenny Tete safe? Because <laughs> Sal Felix has done him. Uh, Douglas Louise did him, and somehow got away with. Uh, got away. Got that red card rescinded. Mm. And I mean, I sit. You know where I sit. Sort of fairly close to the front of the Hammersmith end behind the goal. So I yeah. don't have a great view of that tackle, but I saw exactly what happened. And it was clear as day that Son stamped on Kenny Tete. Yeah, or it's an interesting one, really. If he didn't stamp on him, he leaves his foot there in a position where I'm expecting a red card for that. No? Or at least, yeah. It's it's an interesting one because you can see the intent on his face, and obviously when he goes in for the challenge, there's that he doesn't seem to want to kind of retract his foot, um, his leg while going in. Um, of course, Son's a great player. Um, he doesn't he hasn't got many red cards in his career, but he he has got away with quite with a, a fair few of these little niggles recently. Um, when it comes to this, um, in terms of in terms of it being a red card i think it definitely should have been a red card um because nathaniel chalabar got sent off um against newcastle for a similar challenge obviously var initially didn't give it and then they looked into it and then gave it and i think that should have happened yesterday but it didn't which does also again come back to the whole um var top five bias but we're not going to get into that because i'll just get really more angry but yeah i think it should have been a red card after var should have reviewed it properly but of course if they've seen something we haven't seen that's really bad english but then i guess they've got to make the on the, the final well, decision they can't, hang on a minute hang on a minute they can't see something i haven't seen i mean i saw it the replay shows it yeah. and this just goes back to the I, I don't want to extend this point i'll just say this and then we'll move on right var is meant to remove refereeing howlers essentially bad decisions by an on-field referee that can be reviewed and corrected, and therefore you're not the the the, the logic is that the poor decisions are corrected almost in real time, if not quite in real time, right? So mm. it remote but but if it's not gonna do that, and if the people operating the VAR are too inept 
to run it properly, we shouldn't have it. The rationale yeah. for VAR collapses if they can't spot something like that. It's it's, it's inconsistencies are there for, for are definitely there for all to see, and it's um it is becoming quite a problem. But I just I I just get rid of it now. I did want to touch on on just something else. You mentioned Manuel Solomon, and it, there was an mm-hmm. interview with him today on the on FFC TV, um, and we we cribbed a little bit of it for for Hammy End, um, the, the 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 quotes rather than the uh, the video. I have to, um, our lawyers will tell me to emphasise. Um, uh, interesting to hear Solomon speaking about how he's still getting back to full fitness um, and that might be the reason why Marco hasn't utilised him as extensively as people might like but it was another really encouraging cameo from from Manuel Solomon Oh definitely, I think we, we're definitely starting to see what he can do um, he, he brought the game to life a little bit for us in the, in the final moments um, which is encouraging to see. Um, and I do agree with you in terms of Marco is, is assessing him week in, week out. And I think he's he's slowly getting there. Obviously, coming back from a, a, a injury of, of that of that severe, um, he has to take his time. But the fact he's um he's making these um cameos at the moment definitely shows promising signs that hopefully um when he's reached full full fitness, um he can he can feature more more frequently in our starting eleven. And um, in the games, um, come come the rest of the season, but yeah, it's really good to see um, him back on the pitch. And I think he's going to be a key player for us. I thought he would scored actually towards the yeah, end. Yeah, it was a really close shot actually. Held by Lloris, unfortunately, but um, that could have could have been a a great a great time to get your first full goal. And he's got that in his locker. You know, he can go either way. Definitely. Um, I, I, the the big sense of disappointment was. We ended up at half time. We were we we were not ahead in the possession, and Tottenham ceded a lot of ground to us and territory in the second half. And the nagging feeling at the back of my mind was: well, there were two things. One, we dominated proceedings um, for much of the second period, certainly in terms of the ball. And I do think Kearney coming on. We've talked about this before. Kearney coming on helps us have more of the ball. But we didn't hurt Tottenham or test Lloris enough, or am I being too critical here, Tibbo? I think I think we definitely tested Lloris a fair bit because, of course, Tottenham only had one shot on target, and we had quite a quite a fair few. Um, Lloris was definitely called into action quite a few times, um, but I think in terms of possession, I'm not too fussed about the possession because we've we've done really well out like with really low percent uh, possession scores, um, so. I'm not too worried about the possession, but I do agree that um, we weren't as creative as we could have been, and therefore Tottenham did enjoy the space and enjoy the possession a lot, um, a lot more, um, enabling them to kind of pin us back towards the second half, um, especially. Um, I'd also like to just quickly give a um, a little special mention to Jao Polinia again, a ten out of ten performance yesterday. Um, yes, he could have got sent off. Thankfully, he didn't because he was flying into those challenges. Um, and it, and those tackles as he absolutely loves to do day in day in day out and um, full credit to him he was probably one of his one of his top performances for us I think and the astonishing thing about that performance from Xiao Pahinha was that he made most of those tackles after being booked right? I know that just so shows walking, I, I was wincing you know every time he went into one I was like this is going to be the moment and there was one. Sort of down by the right on the on the Tottenham right wing in the second half, 
mm. where they made a big show of trying to get him sent off. Um, and the referee wasn't obliging of that. I- I'm waiting for the uh, for the fight for the disciplinary charge from the Football Association uh, towards Tottenham in-, in respect of failing to control their footballers. Um, <laughs> I may well be waiting for it for a long time. Yeah, can we just touch on Harrison Reed? Tough game for him. He yeah. didn't quite impose himself as much as he might do. I've seen a bit of criticism online. I think that's pretty harsh, given the standards mm. of performance he's put in this season. Oh, yeah, he's definitely been a key player for us. Um, and he, he's performed really well for the majority of the games. Of course, when you're up against a tough opposition, it does come with different challenges and challenges which you may struggle struggle to encounter and kind of get get past. Um, of course, I'm, I'm not going to be critical of Harrison, I think. He did he did well yesterday. Um, maybe not his maybe not his strongest performance, um, which I can see is where the criticism may be coming from. But he's definitely been like a key, a pinnacle mo- um, player for us in the midfield. Um, and yeah, um, I can't really think of much else to say apart from that. Really, um, probably I that think... we just need a bit of backup potentially yeah. for both of them. I don't know. Oh, we definitely need, we're definitely looking in the transfers for um, another replacement midfielder because obviously Polina's tackling like mad. He's getting yellows. Reed, obviously, he's 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 not being he's not had the best injury record, but at the same time, he seemed pretty fit at the moment. But it's always good to have extra options as well. So, um, yeah, there's just a few areas where we're light. I mean, the search for a right back seems to be taking us into all sorts of avenues. If you believe. Um, what's what's in the press, and I, I you know, in in writing up these rumours, I do operate a you know, um, does this sound right? Um, mm. approach to to the silly season that is the January transfer window, but I think most Fulham fans would say if we're looking to improve in January, and if the FFP headroom is there to bring anybody in, it would be right back central midfielder, and possibly a different type of forward. I did want to speak about this, right? So we saw mm. both. I, I thought Mitrovic had a great game against the three Tottenham centre halves. They clobbered him all night long, and he was there. Um, but because there were three centre halves, he didn't find that room in the penalty area. Frustratingly, uh, yeah. as much as we would have liked, Vinicius came on and gave it a good go. But I'm not convinced that those two can play together. What we lack is a striker who can run beyond. The back four with real pace, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I even want... Dan James up there would have been a, um, a, a an interesting shout because um, he can place a uh, centre forward or t- t- towards the forward at least. I mean, I'm thinking of like in days gone by, you had a Bubakar Kamara, right, <laughs> or even Diamante Kamara. You know, someone who could, mm. right? and, and in a Bubakar's case, it was very hit and miss, but you can. You can run off the shoulder of the uh, of the last defender, giving you a different option against the tired defence. Um, you know, Eric Neblin didn't really have that pace, but he was the perfect impact sub going going way way back. Mm. Um, but you, the the difficulty is you'd have to persuade a striker that you know you can just sit there and your role is going to be coming on for the last twenty minutes. You know, yeah. what kind of player are you going to get for that? With that role in mind, yeah, we've covered it plenty of times. But when you've got big boots to fill like that, I mean, you've got to you've got to 
kind of credit the the striker for trying to fill those boots in the first place really mm. um of course it'll be interesting to see whether we do strengthen and get a striker in in this window i mean hopefully obviously Mitrovic did seem in a bit of pain um after a after a dire tackle that was no pun intended there whatsoever very good uh, man. i wouldn't <laughs> i wouldn't do stuff down yeah i yeah, don't i'm not going to quit the j job um but um so hopefully we um he's not injured or in too bad pain but it does pose the question that i think we should definitely be looking to um increase our depth in the forwards because obviously Mitrovic is he's had that ankle which has been causing him issues and if he's not fully fit and we have to rely on Vinicius for a while um as much as I have confidence in Vinicius we need to also look for a more experienced and a more a player we can rely that will genuinely score consistently Look, Carlos um, scores big goals for Fulham now. He scores so big goals and there's no, no more. Of... Say no more. Like you know, no, no, put him there, and he'll score big goals. We need, yeah. yeah, I think we should definitely listen, definitely look to it and expand our depth in the forward. But it's probably easier to do it in the summer than in the toilet than in the last week of the transfer window. Yeah, um, probably. But in, in Fulham style, we'll probably do it on deadline day. I'm not against it. I'm not against it. Well, you know, let's see what. Let, let, let's see what happens. And just finally, have a little look forward. Don't want to step on the toes of the uh, Sunderland previews that I know are coming. We've got a FA Cup fourth round tie against the Inform. Um, Sunderland side coming off the back of a derby win at the weekend, bringing loads of fans to Craven Cottage. What do you think? Are we, are we rotating for Saturday? Yeah, um, given I'd, that... I'd, say we'll see some, um, I'd say we'll see some rotation, definitely. It'll be good to give the... Um... The second team a bit more of a run out. Um, I think it will be a bit stronger than the team we um we put out against Hull, considering the threat that Sunderland do have. Um, they're also do- they're doing really well this season. Credit to them, promoted from League One and now they're they're thriving in the Championship, almost reaching the playoffs, which is brilliant to see. Um, so yeah, it'll be a bit. It will be hopefully a really good game. Of course, we love a, a home FA Cup tie. Um, can't go wrong. But I think we'll see some rotation. Um, and Interesting to see how, how we get on, really, um, against a different a different type of opposition. Yeah, and we're we're still very much up for the cup, aren't we? Be it, you know, I oh know yeah, you're, definitely. You're saying about it being a tough test, but yeah, there's opportunity for a, for a couple of fringe players. And just finally, I wanted to touch on the fact that it's three years today since Bobby Dickled over Reed's loan from Cardiff became permanent. And Is it three years? I thought it was two years. Or no, it's, uh, it was three years. Twenty twenty when they they turned oh, it in, yeah, in, it. in the January window from from loan to permanent. Mm. Uh, what a player! What a oh, player! Yeah, what a... But come on, Mister Reliable on that on that wing. So yeah, he's he's thrived at Fulham um, over the over the years. Obviously, our top scorer in our previous Premier League season um, carried us to some good victories. Um and obviously last season, um another another reliable player who's been quality really. Um and again this season he's he's shown his class, he's proved his worth. Um and I think he's doing really well. And um obviously we've we've triggered the clause to extend his contract as well, which is brilliant. So yeah, yeah and he um, and he's ver- versatile in a number of different positions. If you'd have told absolutely. me that Bobby was going to be rampaging from right fullback like young Cafu, um I think the, <laughs> the I think we would have staged an intervention. 
Well, he's been fantastic wherever he's been asked to play. And that must be a manager's dream, mustn't it? Absolutely. Um, he, he's he's come in for us at, um, in positions we wouldn't usually expect him and he's he's helped out the team. Um, and yeah, he's he's a real credit to, to Fulham. Yeah, brilliant yes, player. Yeah, superb. Right. Um, I do need, we do need to finish by crediting our Fulham FC women's team a fabulous win at the weekend over Aylesford um, to take them joint top uh, of the league and really set up a run to the line because only one team gets promoted uh, with Worthing, who, who Fulham have still got to play twice. They beat Aylesford 5-0 um, and there was some serious uh, performances on, on, on show there. Some friends of the podcast very involved in uh, in a terrific terrific win i'm just uh gonna gonna name them all because you know we need to a clean sheet for Edie kelly back in the back in the team uh in goal um and then a penalty from tier foreman perhaps she can come along and show the rest of the fulham men's team how to take penalties because she's 100 <laughs> percent from the spot this season uh ellie elds on the score sheet Edie mckayley got two in the last uh, 10 minutes after coming off the bench and there was a goal for Mary Southgate that's Mary's first goal of the season and I know that Mary's father Roger will now have to make a substantial deposit out of his bank account and that will pain him greatly because Mary's been allowed to go up for corners again and she's quite good in the air it was a very good header 5-0 little mention for Summer Roberts who's come came off the bench to have a, a really good performance um, and I would encourage everybody to try and get down uh, to Motspur Park to watch the women's team, uh, if at all possible, uh, because we're seeing a real expansion um, in women's football. They're next in action uh, in the League Cup at Hastings. That's quite a long way to go next Sunday. But they then have a nice run of uh, home fixtures to... Uh, for, for for us to have a look at. Well, I say a run. There's a crucial game against Salt Dean on the 5th of February. They're at Worthing on the 19th of February and then back at Motspur Park to play Dartford on the 26th of February. Just wanted to give the women, uh, coached brilliantly by, by Steve Jay, a real plug because that's going to go right down to the wire and only one team gets promoted. So if you can get behind uh, Fulham FC women, I, I know uh, the ladies would would really appreciate that. Um, right, I think, unless you've got any other business, Tivo, anything else you want to Not really. throw no. into the pot? We're still Not fairly... Really. I would want to return to what you where you started, which is, yes, it's disappointing to lose to Tottenham and Newcastle, but we're still positive about an incredible season for Fulham, aren't we? Absolutely. Um, it just, just looking at the table, I know... Obviously, teams around us are, are kind of catching us up a little bit. Well, I say catching us up there. We're, we're obviously played more games than all of them, so we're all, obviously we have, they all have a game in hand on us. But it's still looking at seeing where we are on the table is just impressive. Um, and yeah, you can't you've got to expect the ups and the downs in a season. Um, so just don't let the Spurs get you down because at the end of the day, they're Spurs, and you laugh at them week in week out. So just keep laughing. <laughs> um. And I would take a little, a little uh, 
a little bit from what Roy Hodgson said at half time about the need for Fulham to keep supporting the team, Fulham fans to keep supporting the team, getting behind them, because with a with the United fan base at this special football club, he knows that we can achieve very special things. I mean, that's very much what we should be doing, isn't it? Absolutely. I think if the fans, which it seems we will be, um, keep back in the team week in, week out, then who knows what who knows what we'll um we'll end up doing. Yeah. Superb, Thibaut. Right. Um, it was obviously very disappointing to to lose like that. Um, but we are Fulham. We're doing really well in seventh place. Um, and a refreshing thing is that we go and try and attack and, and win every game, which is in stark contrast to the gentleman who's had the worst start by any club Bruges manager in their distinguished <laughs> I was waiting history. for you to bring this up. I had to get it in. <laughs> there we are. Thank you very much. Right at the, the death. In the, in the words of the very famous song, rude word, rude word, Scotty Parker, Marco Silva is a genius. Um, and that is where we will leave it. Thibaut, thank you very much for your company. Anytime, thank you. Legend. And we will see you all again soon. If not at Craven Cottage uh, on Saturday for the game against Sunderland, possibly before then, because we've got some previews of that FA Cup action. Tickets very much still available. You can sit anywhere in the ground for the same price. So I know many people are trying out the Riverside. But if you can't get along regularly uh, to watch this superb Fulham side, make a point of coming along on Saturday. It's the magic of the FA Cup. Some of us still love it. And with about with with good backing, um, this team might be able to do something very special. Uh, and we're pr- very privileged to watch them play football. Have a good uh, rest of your week, and come on, you whites! <laughs>